Okay, hey, welcome back to uh, episode six of Nobody Asked for This. Uh, I'm Keaton. And I'm Brandon. And we're two guys, and uh, we're going to talk about stuff that you don't care about and you didn't ask us to talk about, nope. and give you our unsolicited opinions. Um, and uh, so, yeah, we uh, took an episode or a week off last week because yeah. of life, and yep. you probably didn't want to watch it anyways. No. But uh, here we're back, episode six. And, uh, yeah, we're ready to get going. And so Brandon and I are both from where, where are we from? Missouri. Missouri. Midwest. Midwest. We live in Southwest Missouri. And there's a stereotype against us. Yeah. Against us. What is it? It's that we will drive anywhere, no matter the, how far the distance is. Um, where? whereas you could think about other countries like in Europe where they would think probably like a two hour or three hour drive is is uh, like a really far vacation, whereas some people do two to three hours every weekend yep. or just a commute to work every day. Um, so it's a lot different of a culture um, environment compared to it. But in Midwest, people like to drive, I feel like, longer than most Americans would. Well, like two, two weeks ago, you mentioned this, Derek, and since yeah. I think multiple videos have popped up in my social media feed, but two of them specifically, one of them was today, and it was uh, something about a Midwesterner. It's like, when will they take an airplane? And then it says never. And then 16 hours and then drive. How far is too far? And they're like, there is isn't too far. And then I had a video pop up of a, of a, uh, um, of like a, a, a British person. Could not figure out what to call him. Somebody that lives in the UK, mm. um, and she said she was talking to an American. She said where she lived, and she said, "Oh, is that near London?" And she was like, "No." And she pulls up the map in the video, and it's like two hours from London, right? And then it is this other British guy in his video watching that video, and he says, "Okay, I need to defend the Americans right now." As a British person, I'm going to defend the American in this situation. Their country is so huge, you know. Like two hours from somewhere is near to that place. Yeah. If somebody said to us, "Do we live near Kansas City? Kansas City, Bentonville?" I'd say, "Yeah, yeah, it's an hour or two, right? Whatever." Yeah. Um. Whereas other places are not like that. No. Yeah. I met a couple of people from England and other countries, and they'd be like, "Yeah, I'm from England." I'm like, "Oh, did you live near London, or you know, did you live near yeah. you know Istanbul or whatever?" Mm -hmm. And they're like, "No, I was actually uh, 45 miles uh, south." <laughs> and I'm like, "Bro, like I know what that where that is. Yes. Just say yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. near London. I'm 45." You guys think about it, the whole entire like main island of England. Is the size of Arkansas, yeah, it's Missouri, like, Illinois, and Iowa. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe a little bit. It's a little bit bigger, but roughly like landmass. You, you could probably take the square, the square miles of it, and it'd be close. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I've grown up not in Springfield, yeah. Missouri, but outside of it. But anytime ever anyone ever asks, where are you from? Springfield, Missouri. Yeah. Because yeah. odds are they're going to maybe have heard of Springfield, Missouri. Yeah. Not where I'm actually from, which is Rogersville, Missouri. Yeah. And now they're only 15 minutes away. But was, it's like the same thought process. I use that. You probably, because you grew up outside of St. Louis. Yeah, I live in the city. Tell people. No, like, I'm St. Louis. Yeah. Yeah. Because I grew up in St. Louis County, but exactly. it wasn't like St. Louis City. But you do not have no mind. The moral of the story is... 
you guys stupid. Just kidding. I like London. I've been to London. Loved it. I have a British friend. I've never been there. Um, but and they have really good uh, scones and biscuits and the queen is pretty cool. Charles is running the country into the ground already. Yeah, I know. But yeah. not really because he can't do anything. Yeah, they don't. There's celebrities over there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, how far is it too far of a drive for you? Oh, like, <laughs> yeah. Where is where's the point where like, oh, I'm. We're gonna go over here, and then you look up how far of a drive it is. Like, no, I'm flying. Um, so I don't know. We I grew up. We went to Destin, you know, Florida, alone in the summer. Uh, you know, when I was growing up, and it's twelve hours. Yeah. And riding, uh, you know, it's like far, but it wasn't ever too far. Um, and I've driven it a couple times now, being older, driving age. Um, and it's not too far now. It is nearing too far for me. Um, cause yeah. I just don't want to drive, yeah. but especially I, through Alabama and Mississippi, my primarily, I didn't love really bad. He's got a Mississippi tattoo on his heart. I do. Um, but the 12 hours, like, I don't really want to do it. Nah. But if you look at like, if it was like me and Dory going and footing the bill and I looked at our plane ticket versus and like yeah. rental car and all that kind of stuff versus just driving. Yeah. And I could not, it's like two grand right day. there won't drive yeah. right um like new york 20 something hours no way never no no, no shot either. that's that's too no much. shot um but anywhere in the south yeah anywhere in texas you drive to you know yeah drive to colorado i think the longest drive and you also gotta think like what are you gonna do when you get there yeah like if you're gonna, yeah. yes you yeah. obviously would not drive to new york city yep that makes no sense because you're not gonna be able to drive anywhere anyway yeah um, so it would make sense to fly because you could just get an Uber or a cab to your hotel and then just walk the rest of the experience. But, you know, if you're driving, you're going to go to a destination, you need your car to get from point A to point B, I'll see stuff. You obviously need that. So I, th- I think the longest drive I've ever done is 18 hours. Yeah. And that was for a fifth grade field trip. What? Yeah. It's great. Field. Yeah. My, uh, <laughs> one of the parents had an RV and there was a, another parent had a Honda Pilot because there's too many of us that all fit in the yeah. RV. So we drove from St. Louis to Williamsburg, Virginia, which is kind of by uh, like Newport News. It's like near the, the coast. Mm-hmm. And they have like a Clark, two hours from there. Yeah. It was like, it was like, you know, two hours. Um, and it, yeah. It was pretty horrible, but at the same time, I was ten years old and we played Smash Bros. Yeah, I didn't like it. Doesn't matter. But as as an adult, I think the longest one I've done is six or like fourteen, and that was to Denver. Yeah, too far. Or would you do that again? Well, you gotta think about the terrain too. Like you're driving through Kansas, yes, flat nothing, which is awful because Western. There's like a there's like a point differential and it's it's a close margin, um because like the western Kansas is just a pancake. It's there's yeah. and like there's there's hundreds of miles where there's no gas stations, no, nowhere to fuel up if you get stuck. I know. Yeah. Okay, I have a story about that. Yeah. Uh, wait, though. Oh, what I was gonna say? Too far for me. Yeah. Uh, or maybe not too far, but a different thing is like you're right. If what you're gonna be doing there. Yeah. Because like. Orlando's gonna be like sixteen hours from here. Yeah. And if we go to Disney World or something, um, I'd rather fly. Yeah, you don't need a car. Stay at Disney World. Yeah. Right. And so we're not gonna need a car. Mm-hmm. Right. Where sixteen hours might not be too long, but what are we gonna be doing? Then we're gonna be staying in the same place the whole time. Anyway, yeah. we're about Kansas, okay? Mm-hmm. So when I was in high school, 
my uh, Young Life Theater shop, Tyler Campbell. You actually know Tyler. I do. You might have heard the story, I think. Probably, I probably told it. Uh, but From you and him. But we were going on a 14-er um, hiking trip to Colorado. Left Thursday night, hiked it. And anyways, we're coming back like Sunday, early, early morning. It's like maybe 2 or 3 in the morning. Um, and we're in the middle of Kansas. And it, it has taken us off the highway. And so we're on these like country roads. And there's not a single light pole anywhere right so it's just pitch 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 dark no houses no nothing it's only fields only us in the fields and um i wake up to the band having broke down um there was like 14 of us or 12 of us in a 14 passenger van and um it's broke down a bunch of these guys are handy dudes and so in this van you can access the motor cabinet area i don't know what you want to call it um, from the inside of the van, like in between the driver's seat and the passenger seat. And so you take this part, this thing out and you can access inside there. Well, the vehicle's overheating. We were out of, um, coolant. And so we devise a plan of me and then my buddy Lucas and him and I are in high school, we're the youngest and the smallest people there. And so, uh, they found a hole in a tube that had the coolant in it. Right. And so we emptied all of our water bottles, put it in. Um, and then what Lucas did was he reached his hands in there and was holding the hole closed on the tube pipe, whatever it is. And then I'm down behind him, um, holding like a towel in front of his face because even with him holding on, it's just spraying in his mm-hmm. face. Anyways, two, three in the morning, we find a Walmart. It's like 10 or 12 miles away or something. And, um, Tyler gets in the driver's seat. What he does is, uh, starts the vehicle, gets it up to like 60, 70 or whatever. Um, puts in neutral, turns it off, and holds his headlamp out the window, and we just coast until he gets like 20, 30, turns it on, back up, neutral, or turns it off, headlamp out the window. We did that for like however many miles it was to Walmart until we got this um, thing to kind of Jimmy rig it, but that that was a story about Kansas. That's crazy. Um, Turn on, give 70, neutral, turn it off, headlamp out the window. (laughs) So super safe. Um... And uh, Kansas, freaking Kansas. There's no gas station, no nothing. But we did get to get on the highway, get to Walmart. Um, and that leads perfectly, perfectly, perfectly into our next topic of. And it's a really not a hot topic or controversial. Uh, I'll be after this. <laughs> but should prisoners get to vote in elections? Um, I watched a video of this the other day. And you can go 18 different ways with this, but should prisoners get to vote in an election brand you're up okay so are we <laughs> first thoughts are we talking about national elections or even county national right okay, only national five stakes okay high stakes um old band versus old band you know old white guy versus another old are we are we talking about prisoners that have life sentences should not vote or just all prisoners? I don't know. They were just real broad. They just said prisoners, right? People in prison mm-hmm. for a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking mm-hmm. not the tax evasion, not the, um, it wasn't me that actually killed the old lady. Like the, I'm like, mean, murderers, rapists, all of those people. Should they get to vote in a presidential election? Um, you know, I do feel that you give up your rights as a citizen when you get convicted of a crime that you committed. 
Um, and that is just the price you pay because you no longer allowed to live in society because of the crime you committed. Mm -hmm. Um, and you will not be able to, um, integrate yourself with the rest of civilization because of your crime. Um, so no, you made a decision that removed you. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now I can see people argue it that life people with life sentences should not be able to vote mm -hmm. because they're never going to get out of jail yeah and they're never here but people who don't have life sentences may be able to vote because they're going to eventually go out to you know normal society yeah um yeah. now i now if you just do a petty crime like mm -hmm. now this is where it's going to be you know within the the thin line of differences. But I feel like if you get busted for possess, I mean, I guess possession of pot isn't a thing anymore because most of it's recreational. So that doesn't really work. That doesn't work in my head anymore. It really did. But if you killed somebody, yeah, you definitely should not be on the board. Um, if you did any type of capital charge, uh, you should not be able to um, say, have a say in what happens in law abiding society. Yeah. Um, so I guess that I'm going to shovel it off to you. Yeah. So the video that I was watching was, um, it was uh, a right-wing news outlet, and not to politicize it, but um, what it was was some um, Democrat lawmakers had brought up um, that they were bringing to whatever, whoever's going to vote on this or talk about it, um, that they want people in prison to be able to vote. And the news outlet was saying this was because they think that the a uh, majority of prisoners would vote Democratic, right? So that's the political um, thought process behind it. And I was like, I don't I know about that either. Um, but what a horrible way to give the prisoners um, the opportunity to vote. Is like, we think that you're going to vote this political party. Yeah. We're going to lie to you. But next time, maybe we don't think, so we're going to take it away. Anyways. Um, Could that be another like strategy to swing the votes to where you want it to be, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like, right. well, we'll take off some prison sentences if you yeah. offer this person. Mm -hmm. That would be, you know, um, yeah, something that they could definitely do. Um, but my thought is like, there are so, 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 so many crimes, so many levels of a certain crime, so many different sentences. And so, um, obviously one, who's deciding that? Who's deciding, okay, if you did X, Y, and Z, and you can vote. You did X, Y, and Z, then you can't vote. Yeah. Um, maybe you can vote when you get to a certain point in your in your sentence, or you can't until this point. But it just seems super, super messy. Yeah. And um, I already have a lot less faith in our political system than I did maybe two, three, four, or five years ago. Yeah. Um, but still, you know. Um, and so to me, that seems like a really messy situation of people that maybe shouldn't be deciding those things. Yeah. If you get to vote, you don't get to vote. Um, when they made a decision, however large or small it was of a crime to have to be removed from society, like the majority or the governing body or whatever of the United States believes that you should not be acting to your, you know, with your own actions out in society anymore, that we need to put you in this place that is separate from everybody else because you're a danger or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so why should they get to vote? Right. Yeah. Because in my head, if it's all prisoners, well, 
if it is somebody that's really messed up in the head and mm-hmm. murder somebody, right? Somebody, what are they going to be voting about? Are they going to just yeah. vote for the thing that they think is, you know, the worst choice? Yeah. Or what are those votes going to be? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, what's the thought process going to be behind those votes? My mind comes to when, who decided that prisoners can't vote? Like, when do they take that out, that freedom away? Mm-hmm. And then you got to think about, is voting a human right? You know, yeah. is human rights is what? What would you say? You know, roof over your head, food in your belly, mm-hmm. and, you know, somewhere to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, prisoners can go to college. Yeah. And, you know, they yeah. go to college, they can take classes, they can they can do a lot of things. And I think prison reform is a positive impact in that world. I think yeah. you can do a lot of great things with that. But then you've got to come to the question, okay, if they can go to school, if they can take classes, if they can receive care and resources, why can't they vote? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess you maybe you gotta look into some statutes to that or and, constitution. You know, could it be if could it be part of a reform process that, you know, they met X, Y, and Z goals or whatever, and then they gained that ability back. Um, yeah, you have so many good, so many good years or months of um <clears throat> what would they call it? Uh Good behavior. Good behavior. Yeah. Um, it's just messy, I think. It is messy. That would be just so many different. And now, black and white rules and things when it comes to people is kind of wrong. By black and white, I mean like this or that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's there's places where it belongs and there's places where you can find a gray line. You can find a blend between the two. Um, but I just don't want it to be abused. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, if they allow prisoners to vote, this state right. allows it. This state doesn't. Yeah, and then and then you're gonna have problems with the college, the you know the voting issues, and then you're gonna have like, okay, well, you know, I got a bribe that if I voted for this person, they uh-huh. take this X Y Z off yeah. my right. Yeah. So I think it can get really me and myself. Yeah, you whatever. know, I'll get I'll get a card of cigarettes yep. or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I think it can be abused, and with how sensitive and polarized our nation is at right now. I think you gotta look at it very carefully under the right microscope and have everybody in the room to make that decision, not just one political party. Mm-hmm. So we choose uh how everything should be done. Yeah, it should. But it sometimes it's not. Um twenty twenty four is gonna be a wild year. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. It sure is. Yeah. Um, For some reason, I thought this year was the election year, like in February. And then I was like, oh, isn't this election year? I haven't heard anything much of what's going on. And then I was like, oh, wait, it's next year. When is the actual election? Because they are already November 2024. Like yeah. months ago, the Republicans have had like three or four or five debates already. Mm-hmm. And it's already narrowed down. Like the last debate a couple of nights ago was like four individuals, I think. Yeah. But back. Um, not Marco Rubio, uh, Ron DeSantis, Chris Christie, and what's her name? Uh, I don't know. Nikki Haley. Mm. Um, and, you know, started with like 10 or so, or maybe more, maybe 12. Uh, but it's already narrowed down to them. And Donald Trump hasn't shown a single uh, debate yet. <laughs> like, yeah. I thought it was so funny. I thought... That's the elephant in the room. When, when they had like 10 or 12 Republican candidates on the first debate, there's big news that Donald Trump didn't go. 
And I was like, oh, well, it's crazy. You know, that was a big statement. Um, and then I was like, sure, he'll go to the next one. And then he didn't and then he'd go to the next one. And then he still hasn't showed up. He's like, I don't need a debate. <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, but uh, yeah, Chris Christie, do you actually think that you have a chance to win? That's just my I don't know. I don't, I don't know enough about her. It's a guy. Oh, him. See, that shows, that shows how much like from uh, New Jersey. He's ran like three or four elections in like I should probably start doing some research. The last one, the one before, and I don't know about the one before that, but this is a start for sure. Okay. And every time the name sounds familiar, yeah. I don't know why I thought he makes it to like top five, but top five as in he's the fifth and he has two percent of the vote or something. Yeah. You know, and every time he's running, I'm like, what are you doing with your life? Well, they all is anybody running? Is anybody is anybody running independently? Uh, th there's one guy in some state, um, somewhere, and you know he's got like ten percent of the vote. From when he's an old governor, remember like you know? fourteen thousand people voted for Harambe, for Harambe in like twenty sixteen. Uh, <laughs> and then Junior, yeah, oh, is he running Democrat? Yeah, okay, Democrat. Yeah. I know that. Well, he like leans more Republican than most Democrats, right? Yeah, yeah, he does because he's a uh, environmental lawyer. Okay. Um, he, he speaks for the trees, like the Lorax. He is, yeah, he is Lorax. He, you know, it's interesting because he's been on a lot of different podcasts. That you, he was on a Theo Vaughn podcast. Yeah, guy that long hair. Yeah, bullet. Yeah. yeah, you know, I'm thinking, okay, this guy's literally a presidential candidate, and he's on a comedian's podcast. Yeah. So that's just kind of how different the platform is because. I feel like podcast is the new talk radio. It's the new sports. You know, it's the new, you know, I feel like more people watch podcasts than I do the actual news. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There are a lot of people. And we used to, podcasts were not the cool thing. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember when there was the podcast app on, like, probably my first iPhone. Mm -hmm. like, what the heck? Like, I knew what a podcast was, but, like, nobody listened to podcasts. Yeah. You know? Dude, they weren't videos attached to it. Yeah. Yeah. But video. Yeah. Video, so you can watch us. Um... But yeah, I don't, I don't know. He he was saying that um, if he won, uh, that he thought that he'd be assassinated in office or something. Well, he said that. Yeah, oh. and something about like he was saying that it, it <laughs> if he gets assassinated in office, that it is the Democrats that assassinated him or something. I said that is a really bold statement, sir. <laughs> well, that family does have a history. Maybe I mean. you know. More internal stuff than we do. I had a lot of shady crap. Well, when, you're, on, when your uncle and your dad were both assassinated, you know, yeah, it's, it's got to be difficult. You know, I wouldn't. That would make me not want to do anything with politics. You know, if I was going to run a lawyer, <laughs> yeah, two of my family members were killed. Yeah. Um, whether you believe if it was whoever it was. There's they were still killing more information that has come out in the last year about JFK's assassination not being Lee Harvey Oswald, Lee Harvey Oswald, than ever before because they released it. Yeah, and, all the people that were involved in it are dead, and they can't be accused of anything. Well, and like they're saying, like the CIA was involved. Period. Like that was that was that. And I was like, were they actually though? Like, is that allowed? Can can they get away with that? Even if it was all those people were dead. Yeah, ago? yeah, that seems wrong to me. Well, you know, people say, I mean, whether Lee Harvey Oswald was a CIA informant or he was a rogue nationalist or whatever, um, there was, there is some fishy things that happened out yeah. there, like the magic bullet that they initially said happened, you know, like, mm -hmm. so like when 
JFK was shot, one bullet went through him and went through the governor of Texas. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it was all one bullet, mm-hmm. but then there's video footage of it being multiple. Um, I think it was like three. I mean, I wouldn't say this is factual, but mm-hmm. I think it was like three rounds that came. Mm-hmm. But then it's like they looked at the trajectory of the the book building mm-hmm. where Oswald was allegedly at versus the grassy knoll where they think the FBI or CIA might have done it or like underneath one of the um, sewer caps. Uh-huh. So it's interesting for sure. I don't know. I think, yeah, I don't know. But what a crazy time to live, though, mm-hmm. for real. Scary thing is, that could have happened, and we have no idea. No. We have no idea. Like, if one of our presidents was assassinated by our actual government, people that um, are actually more powerful than the president, yeah, and that maybe the president alone didn't know, this is, like, what information is kept from the president and what is not? I want to know when the president becomes the president on his first day. Mm-hmm. What do they tell him? What do they? What packets do they hand him? What? Well, Truman didn't even know about the atomic bomb when uh, uh, Theodore Roosevelt when uh, uh, Roosevelt died. He didn't know anything about it. So when when I like, had it or something. Yeah, he didn't even know we like it was we were making it or anything. He swore in when Roosevelt died, uh-huh. and then he's like, "Yeah, we uh, we're planning to bomb Japan with an atomic bomb." He told people that, or they, they told him that. They told him that he didn't yeah. know about it. At his vice president, vice didn't even know about it. Yeah, which is kind of crazy too. You'd think that that they weren't close together, but I think the the vice president is way more outside than probably. Yeah, I mean, like, which I saw this time of vice yeah. president. If they're like not including it, like you're not getting their feedback on everything. Yeah, have you seen Vice? No, about Dick Show about Dick Cheney with Dick, about Dick Cheney. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and so. The kind of premise of the movie is what they showed. Yeah, they shot somebody when they were hunting. Yeah. HW. Uh, yeah. Or George W. No, Shaney shot someone. Yeah. When yeah. they were hunting. I don't know who he shot. Like no. HW or George W. Oh, he was with George W. Bush. Yeah, yeah he was the vice president. But it, the premise of the movie is like, yeah, vice presidents don't really do anything. Yeah. At all. Yeah. And then his whole thing was he's going to be in charge of a lot of things if he was elected. And then obviously he was elected and he was in charge of a lot of stuff that happened. Mm-hmm. It was an interesting movie. Um, I don't know if it's accurate or not, yep. but it was interesting to watch. See, in my head, the, well, here's the thing about the vice presidents. Originally, it was the runner-up that won. I mean, the vice president. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I think if the vice president doesn't have a ton of power, that seems like kind of a good idea to me. Yeah. Because you have the two people, this party and this party, that had the most votes. You have this one that won. You have this other one. And if they are running to make the country a better place, whatever, then should they not be able to work together and John say, well, I think we should do this. And then Harry over here lost, but he says, well, let's think about it from this angle, right? Like, no loser, I won. <laughs> I think that's how it ended up happening was they yeah. did not work together. Yeah. Which in... Theory, they should. In a perfect yeah. world, they would. If they're all in there to to serve the people, mm-hmm. then they should work together and make the best decisions. But, um, but at the same time, though, nice. imagine if you were the runner up, and then that person was like, "Yeah, do you want to be a vice president, even though you lost?" Mm-hmm. Would you say yes or no? You know. Well, it's like all about their attentions, right? Yeah. Are they trying to win president, become like the most powerful, do the so-called most powerful in the country. 
or or they try to make the country a better place or whatever. Because if they were, then yeah, sure, let's work, let's work together. Um, yeah, but hey, nobody asks us. Nobody asks for that, and you didn't ask for that at all. And this was episode six. Who knows if anything was said was factual at all? Probably not. Maybe twelve percent, fourteen percent. We'll put it in uh, uh, one of those things that that uh, the teachers use to make sure the kids aren't cheating and stuff. Oh, thing tells us that that all of our stuff was wrong. Yeah, and that this was all. Uh, uh, what's it called when we steal somebody's work and we're writing a paper? Plagiarism. Yes, plagiarism. We just copied somebody else's podcast, so we just printed off their script and memorized all of it. So you're welcome. But we have seen on a dinosaur. So seen on a dinosaur. Yep. Uh, this is actually Joe Rogan's next episode, and you're just getting it here first. Yeah. So, <laughs> see you later. And now we're sued. <laughs>